Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Welcome in, Skinny on Sports. Tuesday morning, right here on 981 FM, 1240 AM, KADS, the Sports Animal. It is a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Big thank you to Rodney Skinner and his staff at Paul Jones Drug sponsoring today's show. We'll talk about them throughout the broadcast. Of course, it's a snowy day, and it's put everything on pause. Usually, we have a lot of basketball to look forward to tonight. High school basketball throughout the area. Doesn't look like that's the case, as most games, if not all games, across the Paragon Network have been canceled or postponed we'll talk about a little bit of that you know new rankings came out high school rankings came out uh, yesterday they are locked in for class a and b as far as what that means for the playoffs we'll look at those coming up and maybe look ahead to some nfl playoff bat or uh, playoff basketball playoff f- uh, football coming up this weekend be a part of the show 580-225-9698 you can text and tell us what you're thinking what's on your mind and much much more and uh uh, I think that what's on everybody's mind as Skinny rolls in is this this snow that has blanketed Western Oklahoma, and as I said earlier, to put everything on pause. No games today, at least not for me, and I'm going to guess for the rest of the Paragon network, network, anyways. As this snow, I was looking earlier, it has not reached Oklahoma City yet. There's nothing there. They got a little bit of rain, but that snow hasn't reached uh, their area yet. But it is definitely out here in Western Oklahoma. Man, yeah. I was kind of crazy waking up this morning just looking outside. Yeah, because I'm never – listen, if those boys in the city on your television sets to do the weather, yeah. if they tell you it's going to be a tornado, I'll jump in the Frady hole. Oh, yeah. they Yeah. If they tell you it's going to be a foot of snow, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> and almost won't believe it when I do see it. Right. Yeah, it was pretty shocking to me to wake up and that there was actually snow on the ground. But Usually to get snow like this or weather like this, come what comes with it is high winds, icy conditions. There's none of that last night. Yeah, I got you could feel it getting really cold. But when I woke up, it was about uh, 5.30. Uh, my dog woke me up, so I went to go let him out, and there was just that blanket of snow. And it was still that really heavy wet snow just coming mm-hmm. straight down not a no wind nothing i actually like it i like the wet snow i don't like the freezing stuff and that's pretty much what it was driving in yeah it's gonna be slushy please be careful if you're out driving around but it wasn't freezing you know you weren't so i like that and you know who else likes that the farmers and ranchers out there love this wet snow but um it's put everything on pause i mean i know i mean i i'm assuming most of these games have been just called off. Yeah, I mean, I I assume that's right. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Jared likes snow, hates old people. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Are you a snow guy? Uh, I don't mind. Like I said, don't mind snow. Ice, I can't stand. Because ice causes a lot of problems. Travel, power. It just it, it that drives me nuts. But snow, I, I don't mind snow. 
Yeah, I'm out on snow. I'm not much of a, but I don't really like cold. I'm not at all. a big winter guy overall, yeah. not at all. I don't. I'd rather no. It's you know not, the worst part about these uh, cancellations. What's that for these games? I got a home game canceled. Oh yeah, that's such a tough break. I think that's why I'm in a good mood. I don't have to travel on a Tuesday night. Such a tough break. Instead of it being like Fridays at Blanchard, it's just here. Yeah. Like dang. Where was this when we were going to Guyman or something? <laughs> yeah, I would assume, yeah, I mean, I would assume about everybody about everybody's out of school, so I'd assume about everybody's when not they say playing. no school slash activities, that means I think everything's done. Here's a good. Here's some good news for OU fans. Mm. Not, you know, David Stone. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard of him. Defensive lineman, IMG, grew up in Oklahoma. Right. He's kind of put out his spring visit list. Yeah. Sooners aren't on it. Well. Michigan State this weekend, Miami in March, going to A&M spring game. All right, well, writing's on the wall. That ain't good. Nope. Let's see, he did did somebody asking him, no OU, and underneath he did reply to, my sister lives on campus. I never post when I'm there. So maybe he's just trying to have a little fun. That's going to be, I'm telling you right now, that will be a horrific sign if Oklahoma can't land that guy. It just will be. So get ready for hot take June when he, <laughs> <laughs> when, if he doesn't commit to you. Anyhow. Um, college hoops. How about Kansas? Talk about that. Yeah, what's going on there? Maybe just the Big Twelve is really good. This might be that sign, right? Uh, I've got, I'm going to have a question at the end. OU, OSU, both or neither. In regards to making the NCAA tournament, I can't pick one. No, over the other. You can. You can pick oh. OU. You can pick OSU, you can pick both, or you can pick neither. Gotcha. To make it into the NCAA tournament, NFL playoffs. Uh, we'll get our. We didn't really talk much about that yesterday uh, with Jim. Uh, he, you know, waited for him to be on, and he gave his thoughts. We'll give our thoughts on what happened on the divisional round. Will the Giants pay both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley? Should they? Uh, the Jaguars look like they're on track to be in control of that AFC South, at least for a couple of years. What's next in Dallas? I want you to rank the quarterbacks left in the playoffs. Who has the most pressure this weekend? And then some news out of the NFL that could affect the Sooners. Bill O'Brien back to the Patriots to be their offensive coordinator, leaving Alabama's position wide open. Many reports out there that one Jeff Lebby could be at the top of Alabama's witch list. And if that happens, could that mean... Yeah, this, Jackson Arnold would could that see? Yeah, could, could, that be the, could that mean the savior will head to Bama? And will Jeff Lebby now become the most hated coach that left OU? surpassing Lincoln Ryan. Uh, I'd be a close second. 
because of all the hopes and dreams that are that Sooner fans have on Jackson Arnold's shoulders. We can talk about that. Uh, high school hoops, not many, but not many games tonight. But the rankings for A and B have been locked in as of yesterday. A two A school took a big old jump, which they should have. And then uh, maybe some kind of start guessing around at where we might see some of these teams headed when the playoff brackets are, or the, at least the assignments are released on Friday. Two two five nine six nine eight is the phone or the text line. Two two five nine six nine eight. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We'll talk about any of those things or whatever else might be on your mind. You can feel free to chime right in at two two five nine six nine eight. I know everybody's at home. Bunch of stuff's canceled, so you might as well chime in. Give us give us your thoughts. Um, Going to be outside the listening area. Stay in touch with us. Log on to kadsam.com. Download the app. The app's got radio. It's got uh, the Penny News. Brand new edition of the Penny News. We'll hit that website tonight at midnight at thepennynews.com. Of course, Big Elk TV, Paragon TV. Be silent tonight with all the cancellations, but we'll be back up and running on Friday, I'm sure. And then, of course, the Skinny on Sports podcast, kadsam.com. You can check us out there if you missed the show entirely. So what were your first thoughts when you peered out the window this morning? There it is. It really happened. <laughs> there it is. Now, that was my first thought. What did you think? I was worried about you driving in. Everything okay? Because uh, yeah. the further west I got, the, the, the more snow there was. Just a little bit of eight miles I had to drive, I could tell there was a difference. So I was wondering what Sarah was like coming this mm, way. It, the thing is, it's been so warm that the, the roads themselves, right. it's it's just too warm for it to really stick. And ODOT was out. I saw the city out mm-hmm. uh, on the way in. Because, honestly, the, the interstate a lot of times is fine. and then But when you get off out there at exit 32, you're never quite sure – what's you know what what has happened out and it was uh, uh, one side of each each lane was completely clear and they were working back the you know back out toward the the inter, the uh interstate on the other on the westbound side to get the entire thing cleared off so they were i saw i saw like three snow plows so great job by everybody out there uh getting that organized and getting that started and man it was uh it was a pretty easy trip in quite honestly but but i'm like you though as as we came this way, it didn't seem like it was as much, like there was more in Sayre than there, you know, yeah. already fallen than there was here, uh, in a lot of ways. So uh, that's uh, it, your your senses were right, and of course, it looks like that line just kind of steadily marching east for it freezing and turning from from rain to snow. So, um, you know, I, th- I guess it's going to snow all day. Yeah, they're saying till about. Earliest I saw it could quit, at least for us, is around two o'clock. I this think. afternoon, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, it's gonna hang out, and if there is a snow that you like, it's not windy, so it's not like a blizzard out there, mm-hmm. and it's not very co- It's not. It's not freezing cold. Part of that's no wind, and so you know, for the second time, we've got kind of the the flakes aren't as big this time as they were the last time it snowed, but it's still kind of it's kind of pretty, just falling straight down. Yeah. Almost in slow motion when the wind's not blowing. So, hey, everybody be safe. I mean, you need to kind of stay. It's not like it's dry out there, but I think the. the not just like, be careful if you got to get out. Just yeah. take your time. Take your time. It'll be fine. I mean, we were going like 60 to 65 on the interstate. Yeah. Pretty comfortably. 
Um, anyhow. So, but that means high school hoops. If somebody plays Texas, I'm sure nobody's playing because nobody's at school. Uh, so there's not really a ton to talk about as far as games tonight. But this is one of my favorite things in the high school basketball season. When the rankings get locked yeah, and you get to start guessing, okay, who's going where? Right. Uh, on the girls' side in Class A, we visited about that yesterday at the, at the top of the show. Uh, with Canute's win in the western, uh, the West Central over over Arapahoe. Sure enough, Canute jumped up from what eleven or twelve to ten, uh, but not in that top eight. Red Oak is that we both kind of had a feeling that that's where that would go, with Red Oak leaping over Arapahoe Butler, and that's what happened. Red Oak ends up eight, Arapahoe's nine, Canute ten. So when you look at that top, the top eight: Ceiling, Caddo, Vanoss, Riverside, Garber, Cyril, Okarchi and then Red Oak in the Class A girls. Class B girls, Hammond held on to the number one spot as uh, e- even though they lost to Merritt in the finals of the uh, Bi-County. Based on the points, barely. Yeah, three points. And you can see that the everybody, it, it almost feels like everybody around the state, their top three has Hammond, Lomega, and Pittsburgh in some order because the drop in points from third to fourth is over to almost 200 so you could tell that those are the top three in most everybody's mind some have it hammond first some have it lomega first and some have pittsburgh at number one and then there's a vote for buffalo valley south coffeeville is down there at 15 at 17 and 0 not a lot of love for them as an undefeated team but anyhow uh, the top eight there hammond lomega pittsburgh varnum Lakeba Sickles, Whitesboro, Buffalo Valley, and Arnett. Lady Wildcats actually dropped a spot. They were seventh last week through no fault of their own. I mean, all they did was go up and win the Shattuck shootout but and beat Hooker in the process, who was, what, a top 10 2A team or number 11. So, uh, But they do stay in the top eight. So let's start here on the girls' side. The Class A girls – I think it makes it a little harder to figure with that change. Because what I mean is now there's five and three. Five teams in the top eight west of I-35. Three teams now east of I-35. If Arapahoe's eight or Canute's eight, then you've got six and two. Right? That's interesting. But the problem is there, the two teams that are east of I-35 – are ranked second and third, both undefeated. So it's hard to imagine them being in the same area, right? I mean, that that would be kind of a tough – so it it may not make any difference. Here's the deal. One of them's going to get Red Oak with with their area, and one of them's going to get somebody from the the West. What do you think – what do you think's going to happen? If you had to guess, like pair the teams. Like like an area? Yeah, Um, yeah, pair the area. I think they – Mm. I think they kind of keep it like one and eight, two and seven, and so on. So I can see Red Oak being in the same area with Ceiling, Okarchi with Caddo, Vanoss with Okarchi, or excuse me, with Surreal, and Riverside and Garber. And then you get those top <clears throat> four that will be more or less protected travel wise. Ceiling, Sea Guy going to Enid. Yeah. Uh, Caddo, I can see going to Ardmore. I'm trying to think, isn't that near 
Caddo area. Yeah, they're like Durant area. Durant, Vanoss, Ada, maybe somewhere near Norman area. They're kind of between Ada and Norman, you know. So, and then you start sprinkling in those 9, 10, 11 in there with them. So, I think that's how they do it. Completely shooting from the hip on that one. But I, th- but looking at it yesterday, I think that just seems like the fair way. So, you protect those top forts. Like, so, Riverside-Garber, that's kind of the tricky one. Garber's up there around the Enid area. Riverside around Anadarko, Caddo County area. So Looks like Chickasha to me. It's, it feels like Chickasha. Yeah. So that's that's what I think. Now the question is now locally, you know, where does Arapaho go? Where does Canute go? You know, what area would they be in and what's what's what it, what kind of travel does it look like? It looks like there could be some travel involved. I think one will go north and one will go south. Whatever south is. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I think you'll see one of them with Sealing and one of them with Riverside. I don't think they'll both be in the same area. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I just don't believe that that'll, that'll be the case. Hydro Weekly, and, and maybe because Hydro's 15, maybe that puts one of them east as well. So, like we were visiting, you know, would, would Canute or Arapahoe maybe go to, to Ada if that's where Van Oss would be? You know, Van Oss and, gosh, Surreal or... Feels like Van Oss, Surreal. Surreal. And then you could then put Canute in there. Canute or Arapaho going or, that way. Yeah. Or or even Hydro Weekly or going even, that way. Yeah. Or even Canute going up to Enid. Yeah. With the ceiling and Red Oaks. Or It seems like... It, it, it just seems like to me, and I can't remember the rankings, right? But it, it, But it seems like over the past handful of years... Arapaho has gone north, and Canute has gone south. It has. It feels like I've gone to Cash ever since we've started Paragon TV. Cash or Chickasha. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, Cash or Chickasha, and right. whereas uh, it seems like Arapaho's in, in Enid every year. Mm-hmm. Just in, I, I may not be remembering that quite right, but it feels like that's the case. Me personally, just selfishly, I want to go to the Spirit Center in Enid. And go north. <laughs> and call it even though Even though that means ceiling. Yeah, well, yeah. So um, here's my guess. I think you got Sealing and Okarchi, and that area will be Enid, somewhere in that you know that Enid area. It feels natural for both those teams it to really go up does. north that area. Yeah. Um, I think you'll have Caddo get Red Oak, and they're down southeast somewhere. I don't think they would have to go clear to McAllister. I think that's too far southeast. I could see an Ardmore, but an Ardmore Durant. or something like that. Yeah. You know, Washington's a place that hosts a lot of this, but their girls are number one in three A. So yeah, that, that gym's going to be occupied, probably with a, with a regional. I mentioned uh, yesterday to you Noble. Noble, I've been to Noble. Yeah. Has a beautiful gym, one of the newer ones in the state. Mm-hmm. Noble's teams looking at their rankings. Eh, looks like they'll be traveling on during that week. You never know. You can you can see a Van Oss being sent to Noble. I don't even look what that is on the map, but because or Ada, we mentioned Ada too. Van Oss is just right there outside of Ada a little bit, and and Ada's hosted before. Canute knows that very well. I think it was 19? Yeah, whatever, the, the year before they went to the finals. But they punched their ticket to state, and they yeah, had to go 19. through, through right. Ada. Mm-hmm. And so I think you've got Van Oss and – excuse me, Caddo and Red Oak. Van Oss and Surreal seems – you know, the, and then 
gosh, somebody's got to Garber's got to go with somebody, right? And maybe just you know down the highway from Enid to Chickasha makes sense. So that's kind of where, and then your best, I would feel like that would be a spot for Canute. Almost feel like to me, Arapaho goes north with Sealing and Okarchi. Canute would stay with Riverside and Garber, and maybe Hydro Weekly is the one that goes east with that Vanoss Surreal bunch. Right. So right, we'll see. By the way, Vanoss to Ada, 18 miles. Yeah, so it's pretty close. Vanoss to Noble, ooh, an hour. So feels like Ada. Yeah, probably so. All signs kind of point to Ada in my mind. So down then in Class B, Class B, at least on the girls' side, which you always have to factor in the boys as well, and that's something that we're not necessarily doing right now, just guessing on the girls. But the girls is clean. Is it four and four? It's four and four. Hammond, Lomega, Lokiva, Sickles, and Arnett, and not only clean at the four and four, but also top, you know, top four, bottom four. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you got Pittsburgh and Varnum, and you've got Whitesboro and Buffalo Valley all east. So that's that, that's clean as can be. The question is, where does everybody go? I think it was big. Hammond staying at one, don't you? I do. I feel like that was big. So would they? I mean, it feels like Arnett's going to be with one of those two, Hammond or Lomega, mm-hmm. because of their location. Because of Hammond's location, do you see them coming, you know, a cash or a Chickasha or a Swass maybe with Lakiba Sickles and then Arnett going with Omega? To what, Woodward? Woodward or something like that, yeah. Yeah. I That's kind of how that. it feels to me that Hammond would be Hammond and Lakiba, Omega and Arnett. It feels like, it feels like Swazoo, doesn't it? Yeah, or you know, if I with with where the Class A teams are, Cash is too far. Yeah, but Cash could be right where the Class B goes. And they've done that to Hammond. They've sent Hammond the Chickasha. I don't know if they were ranked number one though. I think that's key. Mm-hmm. They're number one, and they're going to do their best to not to send them that. How far. about here? Oh, that'd be awesome. How about an area? That'd be here? Awesome in so many ways. Why not? For the first time, maybe that could happen. Oh. Anyway. That would be awesome. That would be pretty sweet. Definitely uh, yeah. has the venue. that can handle it. Absolutely. Uh, elsewhere down there, you know. Maybe get Chick-fil-A in the parking lot. <laughs> no. In the concession stand, Jared. we got to be able to make some revenue for <laughs> okay. Oak City Sports here. What are you thinking? When you look at uh, – when you look at – let's go to – class b boys to start when you look at maybe how that would work you know it's not mm, probably not man if leedy if leedy would have stayed in the top eight or well you know what well duke and goodwill can't be in the same area because they're seven and eight that would make sense meeting on i-40 but with calumet fort cobb yeah i think you're looking at cash for for class B, for one of those class B areas, I think you're looking at Cash, and the other one, I think you're probably looking at Woodward. Calumet or Fort Cobb goes to Woodward. 
with Goodwill. The other one goes to cash with Duke. And then the, Aren't the you, beef. if you're Fort Cobb, want to go to cash? 100%. Yeah. And that's in, in, they've sent Calumet to Woodward before. I think that's what will happen. I, I think you'll see Fort Cobb and Duke at cash. And I think you'll see Goodwell and Calumet at uh, Woodward. Because in Class B, it's clean as a whistle. Because there's four and four in the top top four and bottom four on both sides, boys and girls. I'd actually be kind of surprised if we don't see that uh, with with one of those with with it being Woodward and Cash in Class B. Oh, Cash Cash has a hundred percent been a Class B site. Hammonds played there. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. they've done that. I mean, there for a little bit it was, was it, there for a little bit it flipped back and forth. Eighteen they were. But yeah, the, the, you're right. They were one year. It would be one year. Class B would be at, at Cash, and Class A would be at uh, Chickasha, and, and then the next it would kind of flip back right. and forth, uh, depending the, the you know. But it does seem like lately, Chickasha has had B and Cash has had A. Mm-hmm. But with where everybody's situated, I think it makes more sense to go ahead and flip that back. To, to having the B schools go to Cash instead of Chickasha, just because it's more centrally located in what one of those areas is going to be. What about A? Went too far up. Um, We've got a Houston. We've got a problem with our, with ceiling and Okarchi being in the same area. And that would be, they're both in the bottom eight, the the bottom half of the top eight here on the boys side. I mean, it wasn't ceiling like five before this? Four or five, and they got beat. Well, they did take a loss. Yeah, Laverne beat them in the finals of the Bi-County. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally overlooked that game. I was more concentrated on... 44-34. The fi- girls final. Boy. Somebody's going to have to go north. Boone Apache is there in the top eight. The A is going to be, the A is going to be wild. Try to fit everybody in, and where they go. Yeah. Your guess is as good as mine now. Where is Allen? Any idea? Not a clue. Let's see if I can find it. They too. Are in the Ada area. They mm-hmm. are northeast of Ada. Yeah, Caddo, Rattan, Van Oss, OK, Allen, all on that side of the state. So five and three here as well. There's going to be some teams from around here traveling. Yep. Traveling across I-35. Faux show. Somebody is. Or a couple of somebodies maybe even in Class A. Class B? Really pretty uh pretty clean. Class A, not so much. Not so much. I mentioned there was a big jump in two A, and rightfully so, the Merritt Oilerettes, all the way up to number three in this week's class two A poll. And that becomes interesting to me because when Merritt has been hanging out at eight or seven, it looked like a pretty natural fit 
for them and Ampo to go together somewhere, right? But now that Merritt's in the top half of the top eight, that may open up some different possibilities for the Oilerettes and where some of that, where, where that could be. You know, Hobart down there at 10, Hooker at 11. Are some teams from outside the top eight that you could see? Walters, Hilton, you know, where would be spots that, that some of those could meet? Or does Merritt being number three get the benefit of the doubt and they're out here somewhere? Swass, for instance. Swazoo might get a lot of action. Yeah, they may have back-to-back areas. Possibility, anyway. And of course, you got depending on what the the Bulldogs and the Lady Dogs schedule is. You know, they work around it. But and that's honestly the beauty of having Rankin Williams right there. That's true. You can use that facility. They were as well. able to um, play two college games on Saturday, followed by four high school mm-hmm. games, and there was no problem even with one of those college games going to overtime. Yeah, they may just have to readjust the the schedule. But it, here's the problem, and maybe not really. I mean, you'd have – what time did those games start? The college games? 11? No. The oh, high school games, 3-something. 3.45. So I'd see these are normally, what, one thirty and 3 in the afternoon? Right. Because you've got to have that in-between window to clear everything out. Oh, the sessions. The stuff. sessions. Yeah. For a 6.30 and 8. But maybe they could, you know, if you push that back – I don't know. It'd be tough to to still have sessions, three o'clock, four thirty. But there is Rankin Williams, and mm-hmm. maybe they'll have a Swazoo say, hey, "Let's have a throwback game in Rankin Williams." Yeah, and in the old, listen, old I've called house. playoff games in Rankin Williams mm-hmm. when the Pioneer Cellular Event Center was built. Just yeah, using it for a couple, and then back in the the arena for the night or whatever early when the built when the pioneer sailor event center was built and they had the west central they put some of the west central games in rankin williams and others in pioneer sailor. Now, now, you wonder you wonder why those games were at hydro and not rankin williams on saturday i don't know i mean nothing against hydro it's a great mm-hmm. building great gym but i don't know i don't know if there's something going on with rankin williams where that's they what said, i'm asking you know, we're not we can't play here anymore. That's kind of what I'm wondering, too. I don't know the story there. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm efforting their schedules. Swazoo's. Okay. Uh, what weekend are we looking at? It would be the second weekend in February? for the f- No, that would be regional. Yeah. Uh, so, small school. be like the 24th. Uh, okay, let's go here. Da-da-da. There is uh, Southern Nazarene coming to town, which on for the boys anyway, on Saturday. On Saturday, but here's the thing: on Saturday, you don't need two sessions for high school basketball because you're down to two games. Two right? games, right. right? So it's a three o'clock game on this one. No, they could easily do that, even if they had to push back, push it up an hour. Let's see if have like a noon and two for Swass. Let's go the next week. That's their last regular season game. Do they have any on third? What about Thursday, the twenty second? You mean the twenty third? Whatever. Yes. No. On the road. Okay. Well, that works. That that's a possible place, for sure. Now, this was just the men's. 
if there is a girls' game, I'm going to guess it's going to be in the morning, and it is. No, it's before though. One like o'clock. One o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. If they had to, that'd they, be if they had to move it to noon and two. Yeah. That would be pretty. Point simple. is, they've done it. They did it last Saturday, and they yeah. were able to play two college games and four high school games in one day in that building. They can do two college games and two high school games on that Saturday. If that's if that's, and I'm sure they want it. Right. You want to host an area. Yeah. I mean, if you can, if you're administration of schools or universities you want that that is big revenue and big time you couldn't believe nothing against the college game but when i got there at the end of that boys game and then when they opened the gates for the high schools the massive amount of people there's so much interest in high school basketball yeah and especially when you get teams going to the state tournament yeah when you get in those playoffs this is Mm -hmm. just for a regular season tournament right You, you know it's yeah it's gonna be interesting come friday right Friday, we're going to yeah, see. Friday. We'll see playoff pairings. We'll know Friday. We'll get a more clear picture on that one. That's right. It's always good stuff. To try to figure this out. It is. And then when we see it, we'll be going. Well, I never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. Mock! Yeah! Ing! Yeah! Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Snow total out uh, west of Sayre, six inches. That's a, is that an official? That is, is that I mean, from I saw an official source. It is, or my man Rhett. Very good. I mean, he's got the tape measure. See, I have a everything a, a ruler that Maybe a ruler that I have made for snow. I did a long time ago, and I put like big so I could see. I could go out there and put it in and leave it out there, so I can just look out the window and see what it is. I need to go do that out here in the lawn. Yeah, right just there. See what our measure. I mean, right at six inches on the tape measure. Perfect. Out there on the deck. So there you go. And that's where? It's west of Sayre. West of Sayre. Yeah, the further west you go, west we're not even in north. the bullseye. Like the bullseye is like Panhandle of Texas, maybe a little further south. I don't know how much they're getting, but at least on the radar, it looks like that is where, where they're it's getting at. pummeled. It's Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Our good friends Rodney Skinner and the gang down at Paul Jones Drug. It's care you can trust. they got free delivery right here in the Elk City area. 809 North Main is their address. 580-225-2121 is the phone number. They are the oldest compounding pharmacy in Elk City. Um, as I mentioned, the free local delivery. You could drive through and pick your stuff up. Uh, curbside testing and vaccinations. Also blister packs, which is their long-term care unit packaging We'll tell you more about Paul Jones Drug as we move along throughout the show today. It's at the NFL, uh, Jared. What just got kind of your overall thoughts? What were your thoughts on the way that the games went uh, over the weekend in the divisional round? My first initial reaction. Um, I'll start on Sunday with the Cincinnati Buffalo game. The way that game happened, I felt like I felt like before that game was disrupted back in Jan- uh, January second, was it that Monday night? I felt like Cincinnati was going to win that game the way that game was going. 
same thing with it felt like okay it Cincinnati overall was the better team it never felt like that was in doubt obviously when they went up 14 nothing but there's times Buffalo kind of made a push and you thought well here they come and then Cincinnati always had an answer for it I Cincinnati was just a better team they're playing arguably the best football right now I mean I know Philadelphia might have something to say about it but Philadelphia looks like the hot team right now um so what I'm saying is I wasn't surprised by that outcome some people might say Wow, they went to Buffalo and won. Why would you be surprised? Burrow's done nothing but win in the playoffs. He's awesome. And he's a top quarterback in this league. We've covered that. I'm not surprised by that outcome. Uh, I, I will be honest. I was a little surprised how easy Philadelphia made it look against New York. Did New York just lay down? Did they just shut it down? Or is Philadelphia – they just did so much things better just schematically. Blocking. That's it. I mean, that, it was awesome to watch. That's so it. I, that, that's so I was very impressed with Philadelphia. I kind of won a Philadelphia Cincinnati Super Bowl because I think both teams are red hot right now. You got best on best in certain situations. That that'd be awesome for me. Um, and then you know, it's really intriguing what what's what Mahomes is going to look like this coming weekend. Uh, kudos to Kansas City though. I mean that that was a motivated team in Jacksonville coming to town. They probably had a little bit more motivation when they saw that they knocked out Mahomes and they thought, we got a, we got a chance here to, to pull off a shocker. But credit Kansas City for for um, staying the course and, and getting the win. Um, but I, I, there's some questions there with uh, Mahomes' mobility coming back. And then uh, there's 49ers. You know, the pieces around Purdy are awesome. And um, Purdy just does the right things. He doesn't force anything. He's just given a really good situation, and he's taken advantage of it. So overall, though, I think we've got, yeah, I think we got the top four teams left. There's think, no question about it. I think that's right. At, at the end of the day, it is the best four teams still playing. Um, I heard driving home last night. I heard a stat about Purdy in the however many games he's played. What is it now? Nine, maybe eight or nine, something like that. I think it's eight. I think it's eight now after the Cowboys win. The 49ers have not turned it over multiple times in any of those games. Just taking care of the football. That's, I mean, it's kind of one of those elementary rules to football. Just take care of the football, right? We harp on it every high school game. And it, and when the team that turn, commits the less turnovers typically comes out on top. Yeah, I mean, because when you, when you look at, like, QBR in that game with Dallas on Saturday, even, even with the mistakes – Dak almost had a better QBR than Brock Purdy. I mean, at 53.1, that's no great shakes. And here's the truth. At some point, Dallas wasn't able to do it. Philly feels like the team that's going to make him. But at some point, Purdy's going to have to actually make plays to win the game, not just not screw it up. And I'm anxious to see if Kyle Shanahan will let him in the playoffs because it was clear from the pretty early in that game against Dallas that they can say whatever they want to, and anybody can say whatever they want to about this. And, and listen, it's been a heck of a story. There's no doubt about it. But they're not going to let him beat them. And if it gets down to him, or, but will they let him win the game? I don't know. I, I, Purdy. I, Purdy. Yeah, that's what I, don't I was know if, going I don't that. know if Shanahan has enough trust yeah. in him yet. That's and why I was. Reason. That's why I had a little bit of hope in that game uh, on Sunday, thinking if doubt the longer Dallas keeps this close, or even holds on to a, a slim lead, and 
the longer they can, can, can stretch that out and then put that pressure on Purdy in a, in a last-second drive to try to win it or, or go ahead, whatever, that's what I was looking to see. But we saw what happened. Um, he, did, he wasn't really in that situation. And listen, here's the thing. I'm not comparing these two, and I'm not at all saying that he's going to be this guy. But you know who else had these exact same questions? Hurts. All the way, all no, way before that. Who? Tom Brady. Oh well, yeah. When he was, you know, when when Bledsoe got hurt, Brady comes in, and that was the whole thing. If it comes down to it, can or will they let him go win a game? And guess what? They did in the Super Bowl on that last drive to set up a – you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it, it it doesn't look like it right now, and it didn't even look like it then. But eventually, they're, he's going to have to make plays to win a game. And there's no reason to say he can't with the way he's played, and he's clearly taking care of the football. He didn't really even put the ball at risk. I mean, the one, the one drop – of the interception by Diggs, it was because it hit somebody on the way. You know, it was it wasn't a bad throw. It wasn't even a throw that should have been in harm's way, but it hit. I think it was Anthony Barr on the shoulder pad, bounced up in the air, and then Diggs could have had an inter- a huge interception on that touchdown drive. Yeah, the only touchdown of the game for for the for the Niners. So, I am fascinated with what's going to happen this weekend. I think the Niners Philly game is a better game. Because I just don't know about Mahomes. I mean, high ankle, high ankle sprains. Those, those aren't easy to no, get over. No, they're not. Those are. The, I mean, people have surgery with those. And I get it that he was able, but he wasn't the same. You know, it's crazy. After he got hurt, he wasn't the same. You know, what's funny. And are we really going to say funny. that Chad Henney is going to beat Joe Burrow? <laughs> no, no, nah, I don't think so. Here's what's crazy, and my brother-in-law pointed this out. In three of those four games, there were key moments where it injuries might have turned it around you mentioned Mahomes got rolled up on of course Pollard yeah. almost a similar injury almost the same tackle almost the same tackle it really was there was one against Burrow that almost happened to him and everyone held their breath and my brother-in-law pointed out I said if they're not on snow he's probably rolled up right maybe there because so. that snow slipped his foot out yes I know exactly the play you're talking about because he said oh, well, everyone's holding their breath mm-hmm. you know if you're Cincinnati you're holding your breath yes. and he popped up and he was fine kind of jiggled a little bit and he was good to go yeah especially after crazy? what happened to what happened to Mahomes the day before so to answer yeah. your question to start the show if I'm a Cincinnati fan I'm a big snow guy I yeah. love snow <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very interesting to think about that the, the not having as much traction yeah. as you normally would add on a dry field. But Kansas City's thinking, man, him. it usually snows this time of year here. <laughs> How come it's not snowing today? They said it was when it started, and it wasn't. There's really nothing. Yeah, crazy. What's next in Dallas? Who knows? I don't think anything. As far as change, I don't think we've seen any major changes. You know, I, I. This is why I'm mad at Jerry. You know why we won't say any major changes? He still has the most valuable franchise in all of sports. Oh, well, yeah. That's making him money. Like, I don't care. I'm making money. Why shake it up? And I, then I go back. I lean back on, oh, oh I get it. Expectations were, expectations were high. But in reality, in hindsight, you look at it, well, they took that next step. They got to the divisional round. Okay, didn't go their way. They had chances to win. They kept it close. They lost by a touchdown against a team that's very likely to 
I mean, who knows? They could get to the Super Bowl. Who knows after that? Point is, I mean, are we really willing to blow this up and make huge drastic changes after an improvement based on last year's results? I don't know. So I, that's why I kind of lean back on, I don't think there will be major change. Now, Pollard's a question for me. You're starting to see some reports that Zeke's willing to restructure his contract to stay. That makes me nervous. Does restructuring the contract also restructure his role within the offense? Because it needs to. I mean, the the only reason why you could even make an argument, and it's not a very good one, but the, the that he gets more carries and or whatever than Pollard right now is because of money. So if that's gonna if that's gonna change, then the roles need to change. Mm-hmm. Zeke. If if he's kept, it needs to be at a way, way less number against the cap and at a way, way less role within the team. Third down back only. Yeah. Do Goal you, line, short yardage. Yeah. But can, will he accept that role? Accept that right. role. Let me ask you, is this a sign? It could be one of two things. One, he's just trying to find a way to get paid the longest. I mean, or he wants money. to stay there. Or he wants to stay there. Or or is it a sign of maturity? He was like, okay, I'm willing to restructure my deal to be here, and I'm willing to change because here I am at this certain point in my career as a running back. I want to stay in this league as long as I can. Maybe my role should change. Be that back that you're talking well, about. My question to him then, to him then would be, where the hell you been the last two years? Because mm-hmm. you have been this player for that long. Why now? And the reason why now is because his contract is nearing the end. He has to. He's forced to. He doesn't have any choice. He doesn't have the three years left on the thing or whatever. He doesn't have any control. He doesn't have any leverage. And if that's what he wants to do, if he wants to be a Dallas Cowboy, he knows he has to take less or he's going to get offered less. And so, therefore, that makes, you know, he's getting, he's kind of putting the cart before the horse there. You know who else ought to be doing that? Uh, Dak? Dak Prescott. If you want to win. And listen, no one should tell anybody that they need to make less money. That's not – but we're, I'm viewing this through the lens of how does this team get better and then take another step or two next year. You mentioned you know winning a playoff game this year versus getting beat in the wild card round. This is just through the lens of how – what can happen if there's not major changes being made personnel-wise, coaching-wise, how can that happen within the framework of what's going on? And those are two things that, that are almost a must in order to be able to you either have to do that or you draft your tail off, which they've done. Clearly, they've done. But with those, are those two guys, in order to be a winner, and in order to try to win a ring, are those two guys, which are the two obvious guys that have that target on their back from the fans and probably from the front office that feel too too highly paid are they willing to take less because look who's coming there's guys coming that are gonna get raises yeah cd trayvon diggs michael parsons just to name a couple right off the top of the list and those are guys you don't want to see leave the dallas cowboys mm, they are the future they are the now so who the future. who gets expended yeah is the question I think I, I, as much as maybe you don't want to see this, I think one guy that's probably on the chopping block is Schultz. 
Okay. Dallas has a bunch of tight ends. You know, you yeah. can you can make the case to replace him or draft somebody to fill in that role. He just kind of seems like a natural guy that's kind of, well, sorry about your luck, bud. You were We've got some other guys that can fill in 85% of what you are at 10% of the cost or whatever, you know, whatever it is. But I'm like, I don't think there's going to be major changes. I don't think what the, in the immediate aftermath of what Cowboy fans wanted, I don't think it's happening. Mike McCarthy's going to be back because Jerry, it's just Jerry, man. Anybody that challenges his authority, he's not going to allow coach that team. The Sean Payton dream, it's its not coming to fruition because Jerry's going to be Jerry. And the question is, surrounding the Dallas Cowboys moving past whenever it is that Jerry's done, is Steven going to operate that way? Or is Steven going to be more open-minded? I'd like to think the latter. I keep looking for clues that he would be uh, more open-minded and more of a traditional or a today's general manager as opposed to what Jerry has done. So, I I don't know. I, I keep looking for those clues. Yeah, you see. But the thing is, his last name is Jones. Well, you know, <laughs> that, that just Jim, always, Jim always brings up Steinbrenner and how he changed. From you know the sun, and uh-huh. got the Yankees back to being a, a, a title winner. We'll see. Bill, o, uh, I, I tell you what, let's take a break. Let's get to the Bill O'Brien okay. stuff next. Rank the quarterbacks. Who's got the most pressure? We'll just stay in the NFL on this Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Wrapping it up when we come back. Skinny on sports. Hanging out in a warm studio. It actually is really warm in here. Which is a shocker. It's not normally that way. Yeah. Check the thermostat. Kind of until get a drink of water to finish. We'll be back. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust the skinny on sports you can't say on the air don't worry nobody's listening anyway well we certainly hope that's not the case here on a paul jones drug <laughs> tuesday rodney down at paul jones drug care you can trust right here in the elk city area convenience packaging that is individual packaging of your daily medication that's so simple instead of you having to put your pills in the pill caddy they do it for you uh, durable medical equipment they have walkers and canes and crutches and wraps and braces and that kind of thing most insurances are accepted and of course greeting cards gifts cards there's gifts down there really good stuff paul jones drug 809 north main right here in elk city all right jared who's the or uh, rank the quarterbacks that are left in the nfl playoffs from one to four in that order one to four. Or you can go four, four to I one. Like, I like that dramatic of going from, of going from the bottom like to the top. Like a countdown in, a, in music, you know. Uh, I'll go P- Purdy at four. I, listen, they're all four good, so it's kind of hard to put one at last. But Purdy four, Hurts three, Mahomes two, and Burrow one. And I'm kind of rethinking that because of the Mahomes injury. If Mahomes – okay, 
So you would have Burrow one regardless of if Mahomes is 100% healthy? Right now. I would. Interesting. Based on a little bit off of history of last year when these two teams met up in the playoffs, Burrow was the victor. They beat him three in a row. Yeah. That's interesting. I would have Mahomes one if he was hurt, if he was going to be 100% healthy. He's not. Yeah, I'm rethinking it because of the injury. He might be my fourth one at this point. I think that's where I'm going to put him until – with the caveat of it's a high ankle sprain and that's what's going to – like everybody else, a high ankle sprain. I mean, if he's 80%, is 80% of Pat Mahomes better than Purdy? Yes. Never mind. Purdy's fourth, no matter what. I'm going to have Mahomes third, though, because of the injury. If he's healthy, if he's 100% healthy, he's my number one. Still. If Burrow beats him again, then I will change that. Mahomes, or, uh, so, Jalen two. And it's hard not to put Joe Burrow one. With what he At does, At this man. point. That dude. He is Joe Cool, man. And it doesn't it show you just a little bit of luck? Like, that year, he's coming out. The Bengals have the one pick, number one pick. They get to draft him. The year before, the Cardinals had the number one pick, and they drafted an angry elf <laughs> and Kyler. Or even last year, I know people want to like Kenny Pickett, but come on. Kenny Pickett is going to be nowhere near Joe Burrow's level. But it was just... You know, for teams that needed a quarterback, he wasn't available. A guy like him wasn't available. And so a little bit of luck into when you do go down to the bottom of the league, you hope it's a transcendent franchise player at that one spot at the quarterback. Jacksonville, they get a bunch of chances year after year. So, you know, the, the odds kind of worked in their favor that eventually when they have the one pick, it'll, it'll be a, a guy like Lawrence. Who's got the most pressure to win this weekend? I'll say Mahomes because of the story around him. Yeah, I think he gets. I think he gets a pass. Especially, I think it should be him because of what happened last year. There's that too. And is and it, let's let's be honest here. As good as he's been, and he has been incredible, is he starting to wander back closer to the Aaron Rodgers level than the Tom Brady level? If he can't get it done. Yeah, he's got a Super Bowl. So does Aaron Rodgers. And then, but Aaron Rodgers, how many times did he not get there? When he probably should have. Sometimes on his home field in the, in this game. You know, Giants in 12, you know, that cold night. I, I think it should be him, but I think he's going to get a pass if, he, if he's obviously hurt, which I think he's going to be. I mean, he couldn't even – he was hopping around the other day. Yeah. I think that alleviates a little bit of the pressure. I actually think it's Jalen. Okay. Just because of how good they like how good they looked last week almost puts more pressure on him now. If they'd have kind of slogged through, oh, is his shoulder okay? Oh, I can't tell. Instead, they just pounded the Giants. And now everybody expects them to beat Brock Purdy in the Niners, right? That game right there is is a it's going to be awesome because of all the supporting cast oh, for dude. both teams, right? The, the lines, the the I can't wait, and I want to get into this tomorrow. Is how much we focus, I think, on the wrong things. 
because you have got elite line play coming up in that game on Sunday. The offensive line for Philly against that defensive line for the for the Niners, and then vice versa. Philly's defensive line, I think every one of those dudes has at least 10 sacks this year against that offensive line of, of the Niners. I mean, that is elite line play back and forth. And that was a big reason why a lot of people didn't like Cincinnati, and all of a sudden their offensive line showed up in a way that it really hadn't. I mean, the week before, Burrows gets sacked, Burrow gets sacked seven times by the Ravens. Then you look at that Buffalo defense, and you're thinking, uh-oh. And, man, Cincinnati's offensive line showed up in a big, big way. And when you look at the even the revamping of some teams – we don't value that near enough. We value all the shiny things. But when it comes right down to it, it's whoever wins the line of scrimmage wins these games. Mm-hmm. You know, we just but it's it's almost so simple and it's not it's not sexy enough to to just say, Philly got Lane Johnson back. That offensive line is incredible. They're gonna run right through. You know, you're, you're focused on Daniel Jones or Saquon or Jalen and AJ, you know, all these all these flashy things when all you got to do is just look at those dudes up front and go, that's why they're going to win. They say, because they can block them better and they can't be blocked. But that's no fun, right? Right. Because a lot of people don't even know the intricacies of playing those positions. They know how to pitch and catch. They know how to run the football. You know, intercept something, but they don't understand what what goes into that, and we need to. All right, real quick, what is your nervousness level for Jeff Lebby going to Alabama? Uh, Well, you shouldn't have told me what you told me off air, (laughs) and it would have been higher. Um, I will – between 1 to 10, 10 being the highest – Anxiety, nervous level, one being the lowest. Uh, put it at a solid three. I mean, let's be funny. A solid two. It's a poop joke. Oh, I, I was like, <laughs> I don't get it. I was trying. To, That's how I was, nervous I am. <laughs> I was racking my brain. Okay, who's number two? Who's number two? Who does number two work for? <laughs> it's a number two joke. Yeah, no, because um, there were reports of this before with the O'Brien going to to New England before it was official, then the Levy interest and and some uh, big names who follow you pretty closely. Now he's been wrong and right at times, Dean Blevins, but he said he he, he doesn't feel like he'd take it because he's I think what really helps out is he's a hometown guy, and he had a good point of he wouldn't recruit these guys uh jackson mainly right and then go okay hey yeah i'm gonna you know he would have to answer those questions to those families those recruits like i'm not going anywhere i'm staying right here i'm gonna be here with your son it's a little bit like jimbo last year when there was all the reports of him and lsu and, and wherever else and he's got up there and said why in the world would i recruit this recruiting class like i just did a&m and then leave it yeah. Why would I do that? Right. And maybe that's the the hope for Sooner fans, I think, is that, you know, maybe Jackson Arnold doesn't want to go to Alabama. 
he wants to go to OU, mm-hmm. and therefore even he can work on it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, come on, coach. You want to coach me. You need to stay here. I think it's interesting. I think it's a hard job to turn down. Because of what it, not because of it's Alabama, but what it could mean after Alabama. That's right. It's a doorway to bigger jobs. You know, so it is a hard job to turn down. I, for it's that a hard one right to there. turn down. And if he has a lot of success there, it could be a Bob Stoops, Lincoln Riley situation where Nick Saban goes, you know what? Time mm-hmm. for me to step down. There's this kid right here. He's a pretty good coach. Give it to him. That's right. And And here's another thing. That doesn't work in OU's favor here. He's coaching the SEC. So he doesn't have that. And by the way, right. had great offenses at Ole Miss. And so the, the things, it's got to be in your head if you're Jeff Labby to go, wait a minute. I could trash some of these defenses in this conference with Ole Miss talent. What can I do with Alabama talent? Right. Katie bar the door, I'll tell you. It'll be interesting. Yes, it will. But yeah, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of things on both sides that really kind of make you feel good if you're either side. Yeah, staying or, or leaving. There's a, there's a lot of positives of both. Pretty good position to be in if you're that guy. Yeah. All right, everybody, have uh, be safe out there. Thank you to Paul Jones Drug. This is wrapping up the Paul Jones Drug Tuesday on the Skinny on Sports. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.